I'm Pat Hyben, and over the past 25 years, I've sold over 7,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in volume. In 2010, I sold my teen business to my top agent and went on book tour promoting my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate professional's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. That book went on to become a New York Times bestseller. Now I live off the passive income streams from the real estate I bought with commissions I earned as a full-time agent. And I am committed to giving back to the real estate industry as so many mentors of mine have given back to me. On this show, we'll interview the world's best agents, brokers, coaches, and investors to help you make more commissions and create the life you deserve. Okay, Rockstar Nation, boy, I have a great guest today coming from Orange County, California. I got Doug Eckelberger on the line, and Doug is, he's making things happen. He he showed up on the Swanapool Top 200 Agents in the Nation report recently, and he's killing it with $114 million in volume and, and doing some really neat things, and we're going to dig deep into that today. So, Doug, welcome to Pat Hyben Interviews Real Estate Rockstars. Thank you, Pat. Appreciate it. Why don't you give our audience, Doug, a little rundown on yourself so they can get to know you better? Sure. Uh, live in San Clemente, California. Uh, it's the very tip of Orange County. Been selling real estate for 22 years. My age is 47. As you said, we last year we did 104 units and about that equals out to about 114, 15 million right in that area. Our average price out here is a million thirty. That's awesome, right above a million, right? A million thirty. That's great. Now, was it always a million thirty? No, it's been increasing. I would say probably somewhere between three to five percent a year. Okay, and and how long have you been doing this, Doug? Twenty-two years. That's awesome. And so so let's get into some nitty gritty, right? You did one hundred thirteen units. What was your, as I say? ECI, your ego commission income? Uh, the ego commission income was around uh, 1.45. Okay, that, that was your gross, right? Uh, yeah, the gross. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. And then what uh, would that, you... That's actually my gross personal. Um, I have a team, so we have a team with, uh, at last year was three members, so I think the team total commission was somewhere around 2.3. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, even if you're at uh, 2.5% of, of uh, $114 million, it's putting you closer to $3 million. Okay, cool. So $2.3 million was your was your total net profit, you're saying, is about a million bucks. One point, what'd you say? For the team, the net profit was about $1.6 million. And then is there, was there expenses after that? that that's all right. Our expenses run about 29%. Okay. And so you took home 1.6. Uh, the team took home 1.6. We personally took home just around 1.4. Okay. All right. Not bad, right? Was that your best year ever? Uh, that would be our best year ever. Yes. Okay. All right. So let's talk about this. Like how many of these deals that you're doing are listings versus buyers? Uh, there, it's probably about uh, seventy-five percent listings. I think our total was somewhere around uh, 
80 listings and the rest were buyer sales. I love that. I love that. That's such a smart business model. Now, are you purposely not working buyers? I mean, you almost have to, to do that, right? You almost have to be okay with turning away buyers, right? Yeah, no, I think I, the buyers are definitely a component of our business and you have to uh, service the buyers for sure. And that's why I kind of early on in my career segregated where I solely focused on listings. That was always what I was focusing on. And then as, as, as a result of that, you accumulate the buyer. So then you add one buyer agent, one, two buyers agent, three buyers agent to service the amount of buyers that you, that you're spending off. But the listings have always been a hundred percent of the focus. Yeah. And that, and that, that can be seen. So what are you doing to get 80 listings, $80 million listings that sell a year? What, uh, tell me about that. Well, our, our marketing is kind of a combination. So I have a farm area that I work that's about 3,600 homes uh, in our area. And then we the other component is more shotgun marketing where we pick up a listing in a neighborhood, then we'll shotgun market around that particular property. And we end up picking up maybe two or three more deals in that area. And we'll do that anywhere in the kind of three to four city area that surrounds San Clemente. Hmm. Okay. And define shotgun marketing. Uh, let's say that we have a defined farm, but if we get a listing outside of that farm, we would take that listing and then we would either cold call or mail around that listing to try and generate either a buyer or another listing in that area. And then we would continue that process until until that dies out, basically. If we don't have any more listings, then we go on and we move. But each listing that we take, we're going to be doing either cold calling or, or and or mailing around that area or door knocking to uh, secure uh, try and secure more business. So basically, you're doing uh, massive just listed farming. That that would be one. That, I, I will tell you the core component of our business, though, is the farm. The farm kind of feeds the rest. Uh, the farm is our bread and butter that we can count out of that area anywhere between 50 to 60 deals a year. So it, it does give me the base to actively target other areas that we're interested in. Okay, so so how many houses are in this farm? Just under 3,600. 3,600, okay. And how many houses in that farm do you think sell a year? In that farm is a, a, just under 500. Okay, so you got about 10%, 10 to 15% of the farm, right? One in 10 of the listings is yours. Yeah, we hover at about anywhere between uh, 11 and 14% of that farm. Okay, that's great. That's great. And so it's, that sounds to me like it's not consistent. Like you don't have a consistent, like you sell, you list a house, 3,600 postcards go out and you go out and knock on 100 doors. Every, every time you list a house, it's a little different? That would be, it's more targeted when we're in different areas. We have, you know, we have one farm area that we work very specific, but then you know, San Clemente's on the coast. So you have, a, there's a lot to choose from here. You have anywhere from condos that will start in the 500,000 range. And then you've got properties that we sell on the beach that'll go up to, you know, six, seven million on, on the beach. So you can kind of pick and choose. And when, when I say shotgun marketing, we'll get uh, a listing in, let's say, another uh, area of San Clemente. It's one we know really well. It's not like it's foreign to us. So we go in there and when we list that property, we will definitely market around that. We've just learned that one listing will breed more, either more listings or, or more buyers in that area. 
Uh, and we don't want to uh, lose that advantage of having that sign in that yard for that neighborhood. So we definitely take advantage of it. And if something perks up to where all of a sudden it looks very interesting to us, where we've gotten two or three, then we, we assess whether we start uh, working that area uh, consistently. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm, you know, you know, I say in my book, in um, six steps to seven figures, step five, build, always build on a success up, not from the ground up. And that's essentially what you're doing. You're building on a success up uh, with massive shotgun marketing. And I, I want to kind of define a little bit better uh, shotgun marketing, like some specifics. So what do your postcards say that you send out that makes them stand out? Uh, well, we actually will go with a little off size. So we'll go with a little bit larger than your typical one that's there. We do hire, um, we have, in my opinion, we have really good marketing and, and excellent photography. I mean, so often we have um, people that look like they shot the property on an iPhone and out here, that's just not going to fly. So you've got to have really clean photography. It's got a full bleed on the on the card and it's going to say Echelberger Group. It's going to show the uh, the property in, in its best light. Uh, not too many pictures, usually just one or two uh, at the most, uh, oversized, but then it's gonna be probably 300, maybe 400, depending upon the area surrounding homes. Okay, awesome. And uh, so do you use a local company to do that or do you use a company that our listeners can tap into? Uh, that one we actually use, um, Shoot, my I'm not the marketing side of my business. It's Michael. Uh, he's in Los Angeles, and I'm blanking on his on the last name. I'm so sorry. That's okay. I, I'll get that to you. But he does a lot of. Um, I know Keller Williams is the company that I'm with right now, and he does a lot of the Keller Williams marketing. He's out of Los Angeles, and if I think of it during the conversation, I'll circle yeah. Back. Why don't you email it to me? I'll put it in the show notes on hybendigital.com and our listeners can grab it if they want it. So let's talk about the uh, calling or the door knocking. Do you use a, a script to do that as part of this shotgun marketing? Yeah, we, we have our team is uh, using the script out of uh, Keller Williams, uh, out of their training courses, either their Boulder or Ignite uh, scripts to do their cold calling in the area. The door knocking is also scripted. You know, I, I my career is spans over 22 years. The farming aspect really didn't start until uh, the last, let's say, 15 years of it. The first uh, part of my career was all Mike Ferry based. I was all scripted. I was very uh, uh, calculated in the phone call. So I started my business cold calling personally, and uh, that's how I started. And then I shifted off and went to farming. And actually, over the last year, we've circled back to more scripted cold calling and door knocking. Okay. Okay, fascinating. So how long would you say, and going back to this example, this 3,600 farm, how long have you been farming that? How long did it take to get 14% or so of that market? So that, that farm actually was started in uh, year 2000, being built, hmm. and then they ended their build around uh, 2007. So it, it increased over size, uh, but we started farming that from the get-go, and uh, – we kind of maintain, I, I think I've maintained that percentage since probably year 2003 or two. That's great. And, and, and there's obviously some strategy. There's some strategy to houses that age going into a development that is newer or, or being built or just finished being built. Because if the average person moves every seven years, you're going to hit 
at different times, different parts of the neighborhood if the neighborhood took seven years to build. So uh, there's always going to be turnover. No, there, there's a definite strategy when you're dealing with uh, a new development, new home build, where you are you know, not only doing, let's say, some traditional areas of farming, um, that would be mailers or door knocking or, or open houses, but it's also really getting embedded with the builders that are there because there's a lot of spinoff business that you, that you can pick up by building those and fostering those relationships with the builders themselves. Oh, okay. So tell me about that. How did you build relationships with the builders and how did it benefit you? Well, the, the first thing you're going to have a lot of, you know, in our, in this case, you, you may have anywhere from eight to 10 tracks going in a, in a development that size at once with new home sales agents in there that development have to be built in the, in the very popular, you know, the very busy years where, Agents weren't even needed actually to sell the houses. So we had to go and make personal relationships with each one of those builders. Um, and what our goal was by making the relationships at the very beginning and assisting them in, in selling of their product and promoting their own product. But also at the end of their build out, there's always you know five or six homes that they don't want to staff a sales office for that we can pick up and use and and we were successful with that but also by building those relationships and promoting their product word got around and then we ended up picking up two or three builders that wanted us to co-list all of their properties with them as the market softened and turned especially right now i mean we're looking at something that could be very similar where developments are going um, full gangbusters right now, but if we're looking at a shift happening in the next you know five year period, they're going to need they're going to need agents. And if you're the one that's always knocking at their door, and you're the one that's most uh, knowledgeable about their own product, that's the one they call when they, when they need help. That's great advice, and I've done that in my past too. Uh, you know, picked up the last five, and in one case, I picked up like twenty of a builder because it doesn't make sense for them. You're right to to hold in, to hold something open. Uh, to sell five houses they just you're better off mlsing them with an agent so great great advice okay so let's talk about some exact uh, technologies phone apps uh, systems that you use what uh, software are you excited about right now that you and your team are using uh for us it was a shift into contactually so contactually is probably the newest for us, we, we basically have been working more of a uh, paper transaction, and we're trying to make the move into, into paperless. Um, contactually for our contacts has been uh, really helpful for the team and, and keeping those uh, past clients and newer clients in front of us. And then on the back side, in the admin side, SkySlope is what we're using for uh, transactional, uh, trying to go paperless in that sense. And so those are the two new softwares that we're, that we're using. But for me, the kind of thing I'm excited about is um, the use of uh, BombBomb. Uh, I've seen a lot of agents around here that uh, um, have been successful with that. I'm excited about it. We just started using it as a way to reach out. I think video is definitely going to become more and more popular as it as it's, uh, can be delivered very easy. So that's probably, for me, that's my most excited thing is trying to be on BombBomb. And so in BombBomb, if, you're, if you don't know what it is, it's basically a video service, right, that encourages you to do certain videos and, and just sends them out uh, via email, right? That, that's, that's correct. And, and for us, it's, 
you know, there's certain things that we've been sending out to past clients or, or certain uh, spheres and uh, like a, a market report. You know, when it comes to farming or it comes to things to give clients for me, I've never been a pumpkin American flag, you know, recipe type of person. I've only been stats and because I think that that's what people gravitate towards. And this way with BombBomb, I can deliver some of those kind of statistical reports along with a video message from myself and it and I think it gets me in front of the client uh, because for us we're we're almost reverting from the email text back to just solely calling clients because it you for us we get so we try and become so efficient that we're actually sometimes lose the uh, connection with our client so we're actually reversing a few things in our business as we get busier uh, to try and make that personal connection, and the video I think is really important for us. Yeah, and then that. and then and then you can make that personal connection on their time, right? At twelve thirty at night, they can watch your video and feel like, hey, hey, you know, that's that's Doug. I know him. You know, he's even though they might not have ever shaken your hand. So, w- what emails are you using, and how are you getting emails? Are these people in your farm, or are these just past clients? Who who are you emailing these videos to? For us, it's it's our past client base and any sphere of influence base that we have. It's only people that that have given us permission to use their emails. I, I don't have any service that we're going out and getting emails. And that would either be through past clients, farm, sphere of influence. Occasionally, you know, you run maybe a contest where people are giving you their emails and you ask them for their permission. I think it's real important these days to ask for the permission to send them something first. Absolutely. And the open rate will be a lot better if they've if there's if it's permission if they've given you permission have you ever lost a listing have you ever just kind of gotten kicked in the stomach because you felt sure that you got a listing and uh, the rapport was incredible and then they call and tell you they listed with somebody else or even worse they send you an email and tell you they've chosen someone else it hurts man i know it's happened to me tons of times and I hated it and um, so because of that I created a product called a certified listing agent I got the eight top listing agents in the world and recorded their listing appointments everything no holds barred no secrets here everything and then after each listing appointment we uh, discussed it and uh, created a course out of it it's uh, over 10 hours of intense uh, video and it's for you to watch and never lose a listing again. Check it out. There's a lot of free samples. You can go in and see kind of what it's like before you uh, sign up for it. Uh, RebusUniversity.com. We also got the, the uh, highly popular CTA, Certified Team Agent with Jeff Cohn. And that is how to build a massive team. How Jeff went from 80 to 580 units in four years. And uh, what he does behind the scenes, what forms he uses, how his systems are run, everything on the CTA, Certified Team Agent, and many things to come. If, you, if you're interested, go to uh, rebusuniversity.com. Put yourself on the mailing list there. Uh, we have a price reduction course. We have a 101 ways to get uh, real estate leads for free. We have an ISA course coming out. Uh, a lead handling course not not how to lead generate there's there's a ton of courses that other people do on that but this is how to efficiently capture leads and work with them so uh, they have a couple of courses coming out on that aspect so anyways rebusuniversity.com check it out guys 
You'll be glad you did. Now on uh, with the show. So 22 years, long time. You've obviously got your head kicked in a few times. What's a mistake you made in your business and what did you learn from that? Mm, I think some of the mistakes that we've made over the years is maybe getting caught up in too much too much training or too much market, you know, you get hit a lot with marketing, you know, from a lot of different companies and a lot of different uh, ways to get business. And sometimes that can be really extract, uh, distracting and it can be very, very expensive uh, making those wrong decisions. I know we've, that's been a, a, a flaw of mine sometimes where I get caught up in a marketing plan and we end up overspending. But I would probably, you know, so that's one thing is getting too tied up in, in, in those marketing tools and not sticking to the real business, which is for, for me is purely talking to clients, whether that's on the phone, on the door, at an open house, or just out in the fields. You know, you have to block that time to make those those kind of calls and not sit back and rely on postcards or, or, or you know, kind of get, get rich quick schemes. Mm. And would you say that, uh, you know, that's probably the main reason why your profit margin is so high compared to most in the industry is because you are willing to go on the listing appointment yourself, shake the people's hands yourself, do the necessary connecting. Well, correct. I think for me in my role and my team, that's all I should be doing is that connecting because that's where I'm a paid the most for. I'm the one that has the most knowledge. So I should be that guy, but I, I shouldn't be the person that's doing you know, the blog on Facebook, I'm not a good blogger, you know, that should be reserved for somebody who's good at that, that's on my team. For for us, the efficiencies have solely come through uh, me having, uh, so my wife is, is runs my admin, you know, and that, and uh, she has probably taken that from a 40% or probably 45% cost of business down to 29. And I think her goal is probably to get it closer to 20. But it's ha I'm not a bookkeeper either, and it's having that person there. I'm kind of learning through my life that what I'm really good at, just stick to that one little thing and, and, and hammer away at that and hire everything else for the rest, um, but hire smartly, you know, not just not just quickly, but hire smartly and get those things covered. And it allows me to, to grow my business. The growth last year was solely because my wife came back in when she had stepped out for a year to... Uh, really hone down the business and picked up that whole admin side and I could go out and do my job. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, and, and that makes a lot of sense now, right? Because if, if your office manager is free and, and your listing agent is free, you, you just increase, like you said, you, you made 11% right there from that one uh, transition. Only challenge with that obviously is like, uh, you, I, you guys have to take the business on the road with you. Would you say that, uh, you know, for vacations and stuff? Well, no, I, yes and no. And in, in that sense, and that's, and that's, our, our, so our goal is to hire, the first goal is to hire her replacement, right? Um, because she had to come in and we're systematizing the business to get it better. And then the, our whole goal of the next, you know, five, 10 year period is to figure out our replacements that can, that, so we can take it on the road. Uh, but you're right. There's, that's any business though, you know, as a realtor, you start out as one typically, and then, uh, and then you grow. And I think that growth is the first step is, through an assistant 
and then and as you grow forward, you, you, you make those changes and, and you can, um, you know, because our whole goal is to make this so we can go away on vacation and it still runs efficiently, which it, which it does for the most part. You know, I'll give my team a lot of credit. The, the back admin staff can make that happen right now. We feel real comfortable leaving, even though the two of us are running the show. We can walk out and they're, and they're pretty well trained uh, to handle it. So what else are you doing now to, to get business outside of the farm? Outside the farm right now, what we're looking at is, um, so we, last year I had three buyer's agents that worked for me and, uh, two of them did the lion's share of the business and one is kind of semi off the radar. But what we're looking at, we just grew with three more agents, but they're different area agents. So we're looking at placing new agents in areas outside of that farm. Uh, that's really the growth because we're, we're honing in that farm. We're going to try and make it if we could, the goal is 20% of that farm. That would be just fantastic for us. But beyond that, we know that that's probably tapped out. We need to look at different areas. So it's it's repeating what we're doing now in, in a different area. That's how we're going to grow. That's awesome. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I mean, if you know where your genius lies and you know how to do it, and especially if you have you know, a couple of sales or 10 sales or eight sales in that area, it, it only makes sense to do it. You know, as opposed to going into a completely different model and a completely different zip code and an area where you have no other sales, you know? Exactly. I mean, exactly. And, and that's probably maybe our, our biggest flaw is that we want to grow too big, too fast, and we got to keep on pulling ourselves back to just keep on honing in and, and growing softly around the areas that we're really good at. Now, strategically, for this other area, let's say, that you're going into, same sale prices, same age of houses, builders, things like that, would you say? Uh, no, I, I, it's, it's a mix. So our town, when I, you know, we, we'll have three towns within 15 minutes of each other. That's, so it's not like we're going hours away. It's, it's very close down here in the beach community where it's just town, town, town. The price points for us in San Clemente, as I move slightly north, only go up. So average of uh, Dana Point is going to be probably close to $2 million. Average of Laguna Beach is going to be in the $3 million range. So for us, those are those are bigger fish. And so you know, as long as we have the bread and butter, continuing to keep the office and the doors open and the, and the staff going, uh, then we can go hunting for much larger fish out there. And that's kind of our, our thought process. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I, it only makes sense, right? Especially if the market's hot, the upper end is selling, or in that area, if it's the middle end or or the lower end, is it, you know, if that stuff is selling, that's 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 great, and and just keep building it up. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's the thing is if you if you develop yourself a base somewhere, whatever that business is, and you keep that base going, and you kind of make that strong, and you have that systematized. It allow it frees you up to do a few things that maybe you want to uh, to try. You know whether that's a, a different area or whether that's a different price point. You can, you can never lose the focus of your main business, but that's kind of the way I like that our business is growing is that we have a really strong base that we can build off of now. So with your sphere of influence and your past clients, you're basically sending them bond bomb videos. Are you mailing them postcards as well, or, or what are you doing to keep in touch with them and keep that strong? Uh, we do. We keep in touch with them uh, probably, I would say, three to four times a year. Uh, I haven't hounded my past clients very heavily, 
and that's probably a, a real strong source of business that we could make some changes there. But we'll mail them definitely once a year. at the very beginning of the year. We always mail them their closing statement from the previous year. And that's always really, really well received because everyone's scrambling for those in January for their taxes. So we found that that's really effective. And then we typically mail something around in the summertime, just kind of an update. And then usually going into winter, we might do one more. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Well, let's um, wrap this up, Doug, with our flagship question. And that is this. If I took you and I put you on an island. Now, bear in mind, it's not a deserted island. This is an island with a lot of commerce. People are working. People are talking. A lot of money flowing uh, around the island. But I put you there, and I put you with nine other top real estate agents. And each week, the agent who sold the least amount of homes got thrown off of it. It's a game show, okay? You get thrown off of the game show, and after 10 weeks, the last agent standing wins a million bucks. To start out, each agent gets $1,000, a laptop, and a cell phone, and that's all you get. Bear in mind, you know no one. How is Doug going to win this game show? Uh, the, there's the, the only way that you can win it is get face-to-face with the clients. I mean, you're going to have to go... If it was a, if it was a neighborhood, I would go door knocking. I mean, I would get out there as quickly as I can. I get a listing, and I'd start working around that listing, and I would build on that as fast as I can. But I I wouldn't. Uh, um, I might combine that with some cold calling um, in in off hours, but I would be out there and being seen because I think that that's going to be the fastest way to have clients. They just want to know you, trust you, and then they'll give you your business. But if they don't do, if they don't know you, they don't trust you. That's not ever going to happen. And what are you going to say when you knock on the door? My script? Yeah. What are you going to say? Hi, my name's Doug Ackelberger. I'm with Keller Williams Real Estate. I'd like to know if you, uh, well, it depends on what I'm knocking on, if I'm knocking around. Hi, I'm Doug Ackelberger with, first, with uh, Keller Williams Real Estate. I'm new to the area. I'm looking for a homeowner that is interested in selling their property or perhaps knows a buyer that's looking. How about yourself? When do you plan on moving? And I go right into my script. Just that. Just that. I love it. It's so, it's so simple, right? And the answer to the question is you just say hello, right? But that just flows out because it makes sense, you know? I think the scripts can get, you can get so caught up in tweaking a script and what's the exact thing to say. I mean, I, I just think that you, people get so caught up in that. I used to get caught up in that. And then I learned that it's like, it, it really didn't, some of that matters. My delivery would definitely matter. I love like, neuro-linguistic programming. I'm back in another language of sales program. That kind of stuff I eat up. But the reality is it's just me in front of them. I mean, that's it. Right. And you only have a couple seconds before they slam it in your face if you don't say something worthwhile. And you, you say something and then you ask them, you know, yeah, how no, can but I help it, you? You can can your script down and you can get it down and you can say something. And, and yeah, you're going to get a lot of people slamming doors. But that's that's our business. And if rejection is something that you're weak at, either you have to work to improve it or you're in the wrong business. Mm. You know, that's, our, that's just sales. Right, right. 100%. I love it. I love it, Doug. Well, this has been great. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to come on the yeah. show. I'm going to put everything uh, Doug spoke about. And Doug, if you email me uh, what we talked about, I'll put that up as well. The, the people that make your postcards, but it'll all be on hybendigital.com backslash 
Doug Eckelberger. And here's the thing, guys. It's all E's. Just remember all E's. E-C-H-E-L-B-E-R-G-E-R. You got four E's in there. Wow, that's amazing. So hypendigital.com backslash Doug Eckelberger. Best of luck to you in Orange County. And if I'm ever in the area, Doug, uh, we'll get together, have some coffee, my friend. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Pat. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. All five-star reviews help us get better and better guests for your listening pleasure. And if you have a great review, I'll read it on the show. We are so proud of this show now with over a million downloads in 79 countries around the world. Also, don't forget to buy my book if you haven't already. Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate agent's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. With an intro by Gary Keller. Sold everywhere online books are sold. You can always go to pathyben.com and find out about all things Pat Hyben. And don't forget to follow me on social media. All you got to do is type in my name. I'm everywhere and easy to find. I hope to meet face-to-face someday, but in the meantime, let's meet on social media. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.